The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The SB Nation NFL Show. Super Bowl Roundtable. What is good, everybody? Welcome to the SB Nation NFL show. This is our Super Bowl roundtable day five, the final day of Super Week. And I am very excited because we have an extra large roundtable today to accommodate Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation and Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Gentlemen, how you doing? Well, was that a tall joke? Like, is it extra big because I'm, I'm really tall? I'm six foot nine over here. No, there's three of us here. That's it. <laughs> okay. I am not tall. I mean, I'm 5'10 on a good day, maybe. Probably more like 5'9, to, to be quite honest with you. I'm excited for, for Sunday. Once it's over, that means all our teams are eligible again. I think that's the, <laughs> the beauty of Super Bowl Sunday. As soon as there, there's a champion, there needs to be a new champion after that. So. I hadn't looked at it that way, but you're right. Technically, uh, we're all back into the pool after Sunday, so <laughs> I can right. get on board with that. Uh, okay. the, SB, the SB Nation NFL show is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings. Pete was talking to us before we hit record, BLG. He's still down. He's still bumming because his Chiefs are not in this game. My 49ers, obviously, not in the game. Are you still upset after the Eagles elimination or have you moved past it? <laughs> that feels like eons ago stats. Um, <laughs> not really thinking about that at all. Thanks for bringing it up, though. Uh, really nice of you. Um, it's a weird vibe, right? Uh, we're here on Friday before the Super Bowl heading into this week. I think throughout the programming we've said here on the SB Nation NFL show, it, it's just like it's not the same level of juice. And maybe we're all saying that in part because we're not represented in the Super Bowl, especially uh, you two who made it to the conference championship game, but just couldn't get it done. Um, obviously, I'm sure, you know, Bengals fans have a lot of juice and you know, Rams fans. I, I, it's hard to gauge because, you know, I don't really know like the best. Uh, Where are they? <laughs> yeah, like outside of Tur Show times, obviously is great, but like you know, it's just, it's the same fervor. I guess it's hard to get a feel for. So uh, it's kind of a a weird zone we're in. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. You know, taking the the fandom out of it, I just think the fact is that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl, or Matt Stafford's going to win one. Like one of those things ha- has to happen, and I think that's just a really cool storyline to it. I mean, it's a, a fan base that never expected this. I mean, maybe when you get Burrow, you think it could happen in five years time, three, four years time. It, it just seems like they're years ahead of schedule. And then you have Matt Stafford, who I know a lot of Lions fans will be rooting for. And I think, you know, you, you talk about being disappointed. I think there's a couple fan bases that 
weren't necessarily playing with house money. Like I think the Eagles and 49ers were, I don't think that there's anything offensive about that, but I just don't think anyone ever expected to go 49ers to go as far as they did. The Eagles were questionable as to like whether they would make the postseason. but like you look at Kansas city and Buffalo and green Bay and Tampa Bay. And I think those are the teams where they're looking at this Bengals Rams super bowl. And I just think they're like, how did we not take advantage <laughs> of what was a grand opportunity you know and, I, and so there's different feelings i think when your teams aren't in it where it, it ranges in levels of disappointment and I, I think some are more disappointed than others blg has been on me all season because i've been saying that i expected the 49ers to make a deep playoff run lo and behold i was correct but i thought they were going to go with trey lance to do it oddly enough i got the <laughs> chance to speak with trey lance yesterday you're going to hear that uh, later on in the show but so that was exciting uh, just because I've been singing his praises all year. Did you tell him that he should have been the quarterback? Yes. <laughs> Good. Of course. I had that's, to. That's a bold thing to say, and I'm glad you did. Like I told him that. I told Kittle that I've criticized him for his lack of <laughs> touchdowns. I don't – you can't run from it, right? If you're going to say it when they're not there, you got to say it when you talk to him, don't you? What did I you, respect that, yeah. Did you, did you get to talk to Russell Wilson yet in stands? Later today on Friday, mm. I'm going to talk to Russ. Mm. And okay. I have already told Russ to his face that I hate his guts. So <laughs> that's out of the way. You, uh, I, 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 you do have to say this when, when something like that is coming up. And, and I think we are all, all feeling this is uh, let's stats cook. If he's going to go into that interview, <laughs> uh, we got to see what he's, he's able to do there. The Russ thing is going to be, I'm looking forward to that because I, I really do strongly dislike him for the years of torture, but getting back to the uh, Super Bowl game, I feel like part of the reason maybe that there isn't as much hype for this game as other Super Bowls is because there's no villain. Even, mm. even mm -hmm. if you don't uh. love the way the Rams put it together, does anybody look at them like, I hate the Rams. They can't win. I, I'm not looking at it that way, BLG. Well, it's not the Rams to me as like a team. Um, it's Sean McVay and <laughs> listeners of the SB Nation NFL show will know. And uh, I want to give a shout out to our good friend, you know, Kenny Arthur, who did a post for Tur Turf Show Times asking, you know, all 31 other SB Nation blogs about like how they kind of feel about the Rams. And I thought that was a really good idea um, by him to kind of get just like a vibe check from all the fan bases. And I think a common theme throughout there, at least myself included, I know RJ hit on this too, is like Sean McVay because it's about the hype machine and it's just the hype has never matched what we've seen production-wise. Um, and I kind of just think the hype machine will be, be more out of control if he ends up winning a Super Bowl. So I don't want to see that happen. I very That is my like main rooting interest in this game, kind of. Is Sean McVay not winning the Super Bowl? I like Joe Burrow a lot. The Bengals are fun as underdogs and everything, even though they don't want you to know that they're underdogs. Um, but more than anything, I just don't want to – more than wanting to see Joe Burrow win the Super Bowl, I don't want to see Sean McVay win the Super Bowl. So you see stats as no villain and, and BLG you're throwing down on Sean McVillain uh, <laughs> in this game. Another another storyline there. I I think there is a, 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 a scenario in which the Rams win this one and then they become a, a thing and then they, in a sense, become the Miami Heat slash mm. Yankees of the NFL. But you need to win a title first before you start to get some of that juice. So I think it's... Right now, it's a good story, right? You get Stafford, you go and make that play. You know, you add an Odell Beckham Jr., you add a Von Miller, and in a sense, it feels a little big three-ish, but it only starts to tick people off when you win a title that way, when maybe your team isn't making those big-name, big-money moves. Uh, you need to you need that to pay off. And 
it's interesting because there is a salary cap in the NFL, but this one really feels like for the baseball fans out there, like a Tampa Bay Rays going up against the Dodgers in the World Series, right? Because it feels homegrown versus we just paid for this in a sense. And so I think that adds another element to it. So right now, since the Rams haven't won one, maybe you do root for individual players, but that'll change really quickly. Let's say if the Rams win it, and then by doing things like this again, are back in the conference championship next year. That's a really good point. We usually don't like teams that are assembled in this way, but I think the the good thing that the Rams did that say, BLG, your Philadelphia Eagles didn't do back in the day, they never declared themselves a dream team, right? What they never talked. This? What is this cheap shot? Uh, the dream from? team. Well, it's true. Never right? forget. <laughs> you brought this up elsewhere too. With uh, Was it Charles Davis? What the yes, heck is I this? Did. Well, because like the Eagles declared themselves a dream team, like in the preseason. No, they did not. Vince Young had a really dumb comment. Anyway. Okay. Was he on the Eagles at the time? One player, a backup quarterback said something dumb. Does he speak for the whole team? Anyway. It it doesn't. But the Rams never did that. But I do agree with you, Pete. If they win, then they do become the villain, especially if they, and I don't know what they're going to be able to do, but if they can somehow keep the the band together, so to speak, if they win this year, kind of like a Tampa Bay Buccaneers type of thing, if they can do that, then I think they do go into next year as the big bad villain. And then they kind of replace your chiefs in that way. Hmm. I, I agree. I mean, I, I still think to an extent, even if the Bengals were to win, I, I don't know. I, I think there's, they still got some of that early chiefs energy where, where they will still be liked um, even going into to next year. But yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I, I think when you talk about the Rams, I, the one thing you could say about the chiefs and their run, little run here is a, a lot of these players were drafted by the team. I mean, yeah, there were a couple signings with the uh, Steve Spagnuolo coming in and kind of rebuilding the defense with Tyron Matthew there, but it was still homegrown. This is really the first time it feels like in a long time in the NFL where you see these moves and they're paying off to the extent they are. I, I know we are joking about the lovable dream team, but that's where things like the Super Bowl isn't won in March. That cliche comes from because it hardly ever works when you get these cast offs from other teams. And, and this is really the first time I, I can remember in a long time where it feels like they've gotten very far by doing it that way. And, and that's because BLG of, of Sean McVillan, you know, he's, he's really <laughs> a, a beautiful offensive mind. I have a question for you guys. Um, like, what's the one thing you feel like just so confident in, like heading into this game? Like one thing that you feel extremely confident is going to happen. I'll give you my answer while I give you some time to think. Um, to me, it's kind of the chalk thing. It's obvious. I just have so much confidence in Joe Burrow, like the moment not being too big for him. Like, I just I don't see a situation where he goes into this game and he looks totally shook and he, you know, melts down. And maybe I'm jinxing him by saying this. Sorry, Bengals fans, if it happens. But I just, I don't see that. Like, I think we've just, he's, it's almost Tom Brady-esque. I know that's been thrown out there. I know that's like ludicrous to almost say. But I think just from a mentality standpoint, like, you know, you go into a big game, you, you're never doubting Tom Brady. Like, you know he's going to show up. He's not going to, like, uh, you know, um, just totally collapse or anything. Um, and I just feel that way about Joe Burrow. I don't know if it means the Bengals are going to win, but I just I, he's going to bring his A game. Like, I, I, just, I feel so confident about that. I just know whatever team I end up betting on is going to lose the game. And that, that's the <laughs> thing I know for sure. So if you're a Rams or, or Bengals fan, you should be hoping that I, I bet uh, the other way. No, I, I think it's uh, McFearless being perfect. Come on, this is the the easiest thing. How could you not be confident in this guy? 12 for 12, right? We need three field goals to break the Vinatieri record. Uh, I think there's a very lovable part of the Bengals team. I like Joe Burrow. At some point, he's going to 
show that he's human. And take it from me, who was saying that Patrick Mahomes would have never looked bad, and then in front of national audience went out and had a bad half and a really bad half. It'll eventually happen. Uh, so, mm-hmm. though I agree with you, BLG, I, I think he'll be fine in this game at some point. He will look human like everybody else does. Take it from me. Let's go with McFearless. I think that's a, a fun little storyline. So really quick on that point, because I was thinking about this today, and I, I think there's a difference there between Burrow and Mahomes. Oh, here, oh come on. It's, it's not Let's like not this... join first take and say <laughs> with a win, is Burrow better than Mahomes? The answer no. is no. It's, it's not no. about who's better. It's just, again, it's a mentality thing. And I think with Mahomes, he is so uber talented that you obviously believe in that. But I think, and maybe, you know, there's some recency bias here with him losing. I think he can be rattled a little bit. I think we've seen that. Like, there, there's a level of erratic to Patrick Mahomes. And usually, it's much more often on the good side, obviously, than the bad side. But there's that little twinge of, like, you know, he yeah. can kind of do too much sometimes or something can kind of get crazy. And I just don't feel like Burrow is like that. I feel like he is locked in, in a way, again, like Tom Brady. It's just, it's it's a more locked in, like, killer mindset. Uh, stats, am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. I don't think you're going to see Joe Burrow throwing up in the Super Bowl like we saw Donovan McNabb. Again, what ago. are these cheap shots? Like, what is? Who hurt you? Did I hurt you? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that I'm glad that you can't see under in this video that we're doing because my God, stats just keeps going below the belt. I mean, he's trying to go <laughs> as as far under as he can right now. As soon as you mentioned Burrow's composure, it just jumped into my head, and I was like, I can't not do it. Um, <laughs> But I agree. I, I think that there is less, I don't want to call it erratic play, but I don't know. I just think that that Mahomes does so much off schedule and off script. Burrow is kind of a little bit more within the structure of things. So I that kind of gives me a little bit more faith from that one specific angle. Uh, but the one thing I'm super confident in is that Matthew Stafford is going to throw at least one boneheaded mm. interception. He does it. <laughs> Every game, I oh, feel like a pick six, right? I mean, that's the that's yeah, the big he, worry. He led the league in pick sixes <laughs> during the regular season, and he just drops back and lets it fly. Like, and consequences be damned. And sometimes it's an arm punt, and it doesn't really hurt him. Or sometimes Jaquaski's heart drops the easiest <laughs> interception in the history of football, but he puts it out there for you. And I think he's going to give Cincinnati an opportunity to do it at some point. The over under for picks on him in this game, according to our friends at DraftKings. The over-under at uh, picks on him in this game, according to our friends at DraftKings, is 0.5. Take the over. Pound the over because Stafford's going to give it up. Well, the pick six is is the killer. You can throw an interception, but you you can't throw a pick six, especially when you get to the, to this time of year. Yeah, it's obvious to say that in the Super Bowl, but I, I just think when you get to the conference title, when you get to the big game, trademark, these turnovers, especially turnovers for points that fast matter. And it's just, you know, I, I just think the, the, the margin for error is so small. And so I I'd agree with you. I think, yeah, you take the over there, but Stafford ought to be a little bit more careful with the football because this thing can get away from you fast, especially when you go back to BLG's point where it does seem like Mitt Burrow is, is quite literally Mr. Cool, calm and collected. And, and, you know, you give them a lead. I mean, I don't think, Burrow will make any mistakes with the lead to to get the Rams back in the game if it, if it kind of plays out script wise that way. I think Stafford is an interesting player to gauge in the spot just because he wasn't playing well at the end of the regular season. Again, he had like the same amount of touchdowns, interceptions. And he had, I think he actually with the fumbles too, he had more total turnovers than touchdowns in his final four games or so. 
And it was a big reason why I had questions about the Rams heading into the playoffs. And and like even getting to the Super Bowl, I mean, he wasn't amazing in the NFC Championship game. He stepped up when it mattered, and that obviously counts a lot. But I don't know. It's just like I don't have like unequivocal trust in Matthew Stafford. Um, it's, it's a weird spot to be in. And obviously, again, I don't love the head coach. So at the same time, I'm somehow having to reconcile this with probably taking the Rams to win because I think there's a scenario much more than the scenario exists or is possible that somehow the Bengals like get out to a big lead and, and a blowout in this game. I don't think this game will be a blowout to be clear, but I think it's more likely that the Rams could have a blowout performance and win this game much more than the Bengals could. So I'm like having a tough time reconciling that because I, I guess it just comes down to the, the talent. And I think sometimes in some cases, talent can win out and obviously the mismatch in the trenches and everything, but I don't know, man, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like a coward to not go down with the ship uh, of Joe Burrow and believing in him and sticking with that. But I guess I just have a bad feeling. It's not even like a, a lack of confidence in the Bengals. I just have this bad feeling that, um, and maybe that's a, a me thing, that I am going to uh, be spited and Sean McVay is going to win. And all mm. five Rams fans, maybe that I know, if that much, are going to throw it in my face. Or the Turf Show Times readers are going to screenshot what I wrote about him uh, for, for their site and uh, you know tag me in social media and you know at uh, old takes exposed or whatever freezing cold takes whatever. Um, so hopefully not because I don't want that to happen. <laughs> All right, well let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll let you hear from Trey Lance and then we'll make our final score predictions for Super Bowl Fifty Six. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joining us now, a man familiar to many, all 49er fans, really. A man that I have wanted to see play quarterback for this team since you were drafted, Trey. Trey Lance is with us. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Now, last time I talked to you was the Tuesday before the draft. And you actually told me that you put ranch on pizza, which I still haven't forgiven you for, by the way. <laughs> but uh, I want to know, since you moved out to San Francisco, have you, what is the best food that you've eaten? It's actually a really good Thai restaurant uh, right by my house. But uh, yeah, I've, I've actually cultured myself, I'll say, <laughs> in, my, in, my, in my palate, for sure. But it's a really cool area, the Bay Area. Uh, I didn't know anything, obviously, about it before I got drafted, but I've loved living out there. I've loved living um, in, in South Bay um, and getting to go to the city a little bit and check things out. So wait, are you, are you saying you don't put ranch on pizza anymore? I still put ranch on pizza. Don't get it twisted. But I, I never understand. I, don't, <laughs> I, I found some new options. Okay. Thai, that's pretty good. I haven't done a lot of Thai, but uh, I'll take your word for it that it's good. 
Um, so obviously, like I said, I wanted you to start. You didn't get to start. Can you give me an example of maybe something you learned this year that you don't think you would have learned if you had started all 17 games? Um, I, I got to see Jimmy uh, firsthand how, how, how to handle different situations, um, you know, whether it's, it's something uh, on the sideline, you know, during, during the game, you know, people get heated, everyone, you know, everyone's emotions are running high, just how, how calm he stayed. Um, also, just this is something Jimmy played through. I mean, he's a tough dude, and, and everything that he played through that, that people don't even know about um, says a lot about him as a person. Um, and I got to just, I got to watch, you know, I got to see firsthand how to handle it, and obviously, uh, someone watch from someone and learn from someone who does it at, at a really high level. I have heard that Kyle can be pretty, Kyle Shanahan can be pretty, um, let's just say fired up on the sidelines. I've seen him uh, kind of give it to people pretty good. Have you been witness to the wrath of Kyle Shanahan on the sidelines? Uh, there's been a, a couple, you know, poor decisions by me that I've, I've gotten heard a little bit from, but, but it's all love at the end of the day. You know, we're all, we're all working towards the same goal. So you kind of got to listen to what someone says, not necessarily how they say it, especially in, you know, an intense situation like that. So even in 10 quarters, you felt the wrath. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, it's not necessarily the wrath. I don't want to call it the wrath, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you feel the intensity for sure. I, I mean, you see the look on his face, you, you feel the intensity, but at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm probably just as, as hard as myself, if not, if not harder on myself than anyone else is going to be on me. Are you like sort of aware of kind of the, I don't want to use this term, but I can't think of a better word right now just the us to say the infighting between 49ers fans of the jimmy garoppolo fans and the trey lance fans i know that that people kind of try to put us against each other um uh, but this is one of the closest groups of guys our quarterback room that I, i've ever been around so i don't necessarily see it i don't do the whole social media reading and all that but uh but yeah i'm sure that there's some people who prefer jimmy some people prefer me uh that's that's not my my job to worry about so I just talked to George Kittle a little while ago. He told me that his mom will search his name and then send him articles of people being critical of the team or critical of him. Do you have anybody like that that sends you stuff? Uh, my, well, my mom actually used to uh, when she had Twitter. <laughs> she used to not send it, but she would definitely search my name and see. And then I was like, just why, why would you, you know, why would you waste your time <laughs> doing that, reading negative things from people you don't know? So, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's you kind of choose to, to look at what you want to. Yeah, that is a weird, like, I don't know why people's family members do that. What good can come of that? All right, it's only going to frustrate yeah, it's you. It's only going to upset you, especially with a mom. Like, just <laughs> mom, cut it out, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you are joining us today on behalf of Sleep Number. I know that you are one of many people that have been singing the praises of Sleep Number. As a father of two, I can tell you sleep definitely matters. Uh, what do you want people to know about Sleep Number? Uh, yeah, I've been super grateful to be able to be a partner with Sleep Number uh, throughout my whole rookie year and, and a little bit of the, the pre-draft uh, process. Um, it, it's a perfect fit for me. I, I've been a person that's always valued my sleep um, and, and everything they've done for me. I've been able to, to get my parents' beds, my grandparents' beds, uh, my little brother, things like that. Um, so I'm very thankful for, for everything they've done uh, for me and my family. And they're also, you know, a purposeful uh, organization. I mean, they, they donated $5,000 to helped me start uh, to go towards a scholarship. So starting an annual scholarship back at, at my high school back in, in Marshall, Minnesota. Um, so everything like that that they've done, uh, the type of people that, that I get to work with, uh, I, I really do enjoy it. 
That is awesome. You know, it's funny. Most people think like, oh, if I have, if I know somebody that's in the NFL, they're going to buy me all this cool stuff, buy me a car, like the, the mattress. I think I would take the mattress over the car to be honest with you. Absolutely. I was just telling Trey Sermon, it's, it's a great gift idea if he needs it for anything. See, there you go. That see already you're transitioning into the veteran there with the advice. I like it very much. Um, so like I said, you played 10 quarters. Um, I have just watched those 10 quarters look probably more than you have to this point, uh, which is says more about me than you. Uh, does it bother you though? When some people say, Oh, well, Trey Lance showed he's not ready to play yet. I mean, I, I only worry about people in our, in our building, uh, my, my teammates, my coaches, um, at the end of the day, if I'm, if I'm worrying about what, no offense, but what everyone in, in your profession, uh-huh. says, you know, I, I, that's not my job to worry about. So, I'm going to keep trying to handle business the best I can and, and be a good teammate, be a good leader and find my role. Are you ready to go next year? Cause like now I'm hearing Tom Brady stuff is bubbling up and the Trey can sit for another year. Like you want to play next year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm confident that I'll be ready to go. Uh, you know, OTA's training camp and, and absolutely, absolutely week one. Where are you the furthest ahead of where you were last year? Uh, going into rookie mini camp, learning the offense, it's, um, I'm, I'm a, I feel like a whole different person, um, than, than I was coming in for sure. Uh, but I've, I've just learned everything about, uh, I think how the league works and, and I still will continue, especially obviously this is being my first real off season, um, learning about, you know, the turnover, like my biggest, one of my biggest questions was what's typical, you know, how many, how many guys are going to be out of here as a rookie or me personally. I don't necessarily know what guys are, you know, in their contract year throughout the whole season. You know, you hear about it maybe towards the end of the season or at different points in the season, but um, it's not something that, you know, we talk about a lot or, you know, guys are, are always worried about. So uh, for me, it's, it's just still continuing to, to experience, you know, firsts. Did you, um, let me, re- let me phrase it a different way. Did you have like a welcome to the NFL moment your first year? Uh. I don't, I don't think so. Not necessarily. No, didn't really take any crazy hits or anything like that. Um, but I think, the, like I said, our locker room uh, was really, really close. And me getting to experience that was, I think, huge for me. A lot of people have talked about when you get to the playoffs, it's a different level of intensity. The game is faster. It's just it's, – everything is more intense. Did you notice that even from the sidelines? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were kind of in playoff mode for the last, you know, four, three, four, five weeks of the regular season. I mean, when we started, how we started the year, and um, obviously ups and downs and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, definitely, absolutely, from from the fans' perspective, obviously the faithful filling up so far um, and, and traveling so well. I mean, that's, that was one of the coolest things I've, I've ever seen and obviously been a part of. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it was it was really good. So you mentioned you have the offseason now. It's a regular offseason. You could sort of get into a flow. Uh, but the draft is coming up, and I have noticed that there are some North Dakota State prospects that are getting a little love. If the 49ers called you or texted you, whatever, and said, tell us about some of these guys. Tell us about, let's say, Christian Watson, for example. What would you tell them? A uh, special dude. You can see that just just physically, you know, how, how big he is, how fast he is. Um, great person to be around. Obviously, one of my closest friends, um, someone that I, uh, helped me out um, get to where I am right now. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without Christian. So he had a great, did a great job at, at the Senior Bowl. So I've, been, I've gotten to talk to him a little bit, as well as Cordell Volson. Um, those two guys both having having big weeks at their their individual bowl games, I think was super exciting and encouraging for me to see. 
have they kind of asked you about the process and like what's involved in it maybe for some advice? I've talked to them a little bit about it, but, uh, you know, everyone kind of runs their own race. You know, every situation is different. Obviously I had a eight month pre-draft process and, and they're kind of back to the, the normal or uh, normal, whatever that is now. But, uh, yeah, I, I've gotten to talk to them a lot. And I mean, they know I got their back, whatever they need, if they ever want to have a conversation about anything, but I know they also you know, have, have great people in their corner as well. You should send a text to John Lynch. Be like, Hey, I'm just saying this whole Joe Burrow, Jamar chase thing. Like, it kind of worked out, you know, like maybe they want to get a guy that you played with in college. That would be pretty cool. Absolutely. But I, I, that's above my pay grade. You know, I'm, I'm going to worry about what I need to worry about. Yeah. It's above your pay grade for now, but that day is fast approaching Trey. Um, when we talked to you before the draft, we ended the interview. We said, Hey, maybe you'll get drafted by the 49ers. And you said, yeah, that's the plan. Now I had a little bit of fun with that and pretended like you knew at that point you were going to go to the Niners, but you didn't actually know that. No, nah, I, I really did not know until that phone rang. That is still one of the most amazing stories that I think I've heard. Um, we talked to Debo Samuel this week. We talked to George Kittle. In terms of how set up you are, you think, or you think you are for success. I mean, you have weapons around you. Do you think that basically like next year, no excuses, no learning curve, you're going to come in and hit the ground running? I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. I'm, I'm, no one's perfect, and I, I definitely don't ex- come in expecting to, to be perfect. But uh, I definitely need to be ready to go uh, for those guys because uh, those guys, are, I, I truly believe and trust and know that those guys are going to be ready to go. And, I mean, we have so many weapons, offense, defense, and, and special teams-wise, um, and obviously our coaching staff as well. Uh, very excited to be able to work with these guys this offseason and, and going into the season. Kittle told me today that he thinks he could run a four four five. Do you think he could run a four four five? Yeah, I think I think he could probably run a four four five. A healthy, he- healthy George after giving him a couple weeks to to recover after he yeah. was beat up throughout the season. Yeah, I, I think he can. George can move. Well, Trey, we thank you very much for the time again joining us on behalf of Sleep Number. Thank you to them as well. We appreciate it. I know I'm looking forward to seeing you next year, and hopefully we can talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Trey Lance for the time. What a, just a a handsome man and just, you know, a gentleman and clearly the next all-star pro bowl, all pro quarterback in the NFL. You guys are jealous. I know you are. Even if he's half of what Mahomes is, he'll have a Hall of Fame (laughs) career. So I I wish, I wish you that. So I thought you were talking about me there. Sorry. I I see. Boy, that turned around on me real fast, didn't it? All right. Before we go here, guys, let's make our official final score predictions for Super Bowl 56. When everybody assembles on Monday, who will be the Super Bowl champions and what will be the final score? Pete, I'll start with you. I like this to turn into a shootout. And maybe that's just wishful thinking because I think that'd be a lot of fun. As you know, I don't really have necessarily a dog in the fight in this one. I like the Rams. I like the Rams to cover. I like maybe both teams to be in the high 20s, low 30s. I guess if I have to put a number on it, I'll say, let's say 38 to 31 Rams. I, I think that would be a a real fun Super Bowl for everyone to to enjoy. And I think I think a lot of folks are, are predicting that this to be a potentially you know defensive struggle. Uh, but I could see where it, it could get out of hand fast, especially with the firepower in both offenses. I am going to go. So the line, you know, for the context here, as we are recording at three thirty ish Eastern time on Friday from our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code. What is it? Stats? SBN NFL. 
boom. Um, the line is Rams minus four right now. I'm going to take the Bengals to cover. So I'm going to take that plus four. I'm going to say it's a three-point game. Unfortunately, I will take the Bengals to lose. Rams edging them out 23 to 20. Again, I believe in Burrow more than anything. But at the same time, I also feel like more maybe <laughs> like going to Pete's point, of he's so confident that whatever he picks, the opposite is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so scared that um, I, I'm going to be living in a world where Sean McVay does win a Super Bowl, and that's like a worst case scenario for me. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of you know really trying to talk it into happening, so it doesn't. Uh, this ha- makes uh, sense in my warped brain up here. So uh, I don't feel amazing about it. I'm going to be pretty bummed out here. You'll hear me, Rams fans, if, if you want to you know, enjoy me being bummed out uh, in, in addition to many other things we get to celebrate if you win the Super Bowl here on the SB Nation NFL show next week. But I'll be rooting super hard for the Bengals. Honestly, like for a team that I really you know, don't care about, you know, a, a, a team that isn't the Eagles, the Bengals are probably my like, hardest rooting interest that I've had in a Super Bowl in a while. So go Bengals, but uh, I can't pick score? you right now. Uh, 23 to 20 uh, Rams win. Okay. Uh, I think that the Rams have the better team. I think the Rams have the more talented roster, but I think that Matthew Stafford is going to give one up at least one, like I said. And if there's one other thing you can count on, it's Sean McVay turtling up in a big spot, whether it's (laughs) not going for it on fourth down, whether it's kicking field goals when he should try for touchdown, whatever it is, McVay is going to screw it up. He did his damnedest to screw the Rams out of the NFC championship. He he used up all his timeouts like halfway through the fourth quarter. He was challenging dumb plays. His game management is hideously bad. And I think it's going to come back to bite him again. I think it's going to be a close game. But my official prediction is going to be Cincinnati 27, Rams 24. So Evan McFearless will uh, factor into the outcome there. So I think that Cincinnati is going to hoist the Lombardi Trophy and probably be, in my lifetime, the unlikeliest Super Bowl champion. You you know his Twitter handle. It's at Stats on Fire. And what you do is after you lay two and a half points going the other way with the spread for the, the bonus odds, make sure you, you tweet at him and say, you know, you owe me some money here. Stats, come on. That's, that's just great for me, Pete. Yeah, that's what I need. People coming after me for money. I really hope that Sean McVay celebrates in the end zone or does something over the top, like early in the game. And I really hope it happens. I really hope that happens. And then they lose. Like, that would be so amazing. I'd love to well, see if, that. If there's one thing I could say with absolute certainty is don't celebrate early against the mm. Cincinnati Bengals. Didn't know that was going to be a lesson uh, that I would be passing along here on the SB Nation NFL show. Well, thanks to both of you for joining us. Thanks to everybody who's been checking in with us during this Super Week. We still have a ton of great guests for you. There's going to be a special Digital Row show that comes out tomorrow. Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Adrian Hutchinson is going to be a part of that. So there are plenty more good things for you on the SB Nation NFL show. And we're not closing up shop here once the season is over. We're still going to be here with you all off season long. So please rate review and follow the SB nation NFL show. Enjoy the game. And we will talk to you on Monday.